Well, welcome back everyone to Ecclesia United. My name is Anthony Richardson. I'm the founder and the president of Ecclesia United. Uh, I just want to thank you all for joining us. Man, it has been a long while. It has been a long while since we have since we have been on, since we've been recording any content. Um, I don't know if I should apologize or give an explanation. I, I don't know what to say on that, except it's been a while. Um, but very glad to be back. Um, um, a lot's been going on. We've just been studying and reading and learning and growing. Um, I don't think I have any explanation other than we just haven't recorded. And um, let's just say sorry about that, but we are um, back. Um, there's some things we want to share um, I think that are apropos um, to all of us, um, uh, to me especially, um, and then to everyone as we move ahead, um, uh, especially in this new year. Um, uh, there's some things we want to center our minds around and our hearts around. Um, and so um, just welcome back. Um, so Ecclesia United, we, we're still around. We're still doing what we do. And there's things that we're growing into. Um, so just stay tuned um, for things to come. Um, today, I just want to take a moment um, and talk. Um, you've seen the title um, of this particular podcast session. Um, it's and if you haven't seen the title, I imagine you have because you clicked uh, to listen. But um, if you haven't, we're going to title this one "The Error of Singular Worship." Um, and uh, what what it's kind of a centering upon some thoughts. I, I get these impressions in my heart which I believe are impressions from God to study and to look in specific directions, to see things and to understand things and to revelatory thought, things of that nature that will come um, as I'm just kind of going along in life and day-to-day -day activities. And so a little while ago, um, I had um, this particular thought just kind of enter my heart and I shared it with a couple of people um, but really didn't share it mainstream here in Ecclesia United. So I thought it'd be appropriate uh, to do that at this time because uh, there is an error with singular worship. So I want to explain what singular worship is um, and then kind of unpack a couple of things and then um, we'll call at the end of this particular session. So um, when we talk about singular worship, um, what what I'm meaning uh, by that or what's meant by that is this hypersensitivity and focus on simply worshiping God. Uh, and so now that may sound bad at surface level, um, but as you hear um, the unpacking of that thought, it will make sense as we go. Um, what we are not suggesting is that we should not worship God. We are not suggesting that. Worship of God is appropriate. It is necessary. Um, and you should. And you always should. Um, worship is... Um, I heard someone explain it like this, which I think is uh, appropriate um, for this setting too. Worship is showing the worth-ship of somebody. Um, and so God, uh, in worshiping God, we're showing... Uh, the worth that God is to us. Um, he is the one who um, has 
uh, sent his son into the world to die for us uh, and, and then his son resurrected from the dead uh, to give us new life uh, and, 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 to, and, and, and in his death he's atoning for our sins he became a substitute for us uh, taking upon himself sins that, that's taking upon himself the punishment for the sins that were justly due to us he becoming a substitute sacrifice for us, taking the punishment upon himself and then giving us his life in exchange for our life. Uh, and then the life and then that life, our life subsequently uh, being judged on the cross uh, and our sin being atoned for. Uh, and so with that, with that, we we move into a dispensation of grace and that grace is uh is worthy uh to to work god is worthy to be worshiped on that alone on, 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 on and even more on who he is as our creator our our, our life giver um our sustainer um and so all of that is appropriate in terms of worshiping and remembering who he is what he has done um is appropriate to worship and so what we're not saying is that we are not to worship God. We are saying that worshiping uh, the worship of God is completely appropriate and you should and you always should. Um, what, we're, what we're cautioning against is this error of just simply and singularly um, worshiping God. And so what I mean by that is there's a scripture where God says to us, um, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The it in there is life. Um, so I have come. The enemy cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's the first part of this particular scripture. Uh, so it's a couple of verses um, that, that are in here. And let me look it up because I didn't have it in my notes. Uh, sometimes I don't have certain things in my notes. And remember, y'all, if, if you're new to this program, these are these are unscripted uh, podcasts. So you may hear pauses. You may hear whatever in the background. This is we're not we don't put a lot of professional uh, development in this because it's really designed to be raw uh, and as if we're having a conversation uh, sitting in front of each other. And so it, 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 we're not looking for perfection in this. Um, and so we, we are looking for um, authenticity in what we are doing. And so um, just know that as we go forth. So you may hear me say stuff like what I just said, which is I didn't have the scriptures, uh, the, the particular scripture that I'm referencing reference in in notes uh, and scripted in, in a script that I'm reading from. Uh, these, these things uh, are in my heart and I'm pondering on them. I know they're in the book. Uh, but for the edification of you, I'm looking it up um, just so we can so, so we can um, just reference it as we go along. So I want to look up. I'm just doing a simple Google search um, for the enemy uh, cometh. Uh, to steal, kill and destroy. So look at. Uh, the Gospel of St. John, chapter number 10, 
uh, and let's look this up and open up my Bible. I use a few different resources for Bibles. A particular one that I'm looking at right now is Blue Letter Bible. Uh, you can get that in your app store. Uh, I like this one because it has the concordance kind of integrated in. I like I just like the way it flows. I also have logos. So I'm a subscriber to the Logos Bible software. Um, and, um, and and so just mention a couple of resources for, uh, um, to you. So John chapter 10 verse 10 says, The thief cometh not. This is King James Version. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's the first part. We, we, we say is A clause, B clause of that particular text. Um, it's the second half of that verse. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And so this is this is Jesus uh, speaking um, uh, and and he's saying, I am come that they might have life. They are those those that have put uh, uh, the, or those that have put their trust in him, um, those that that uh, that he's dying for. Um, and so he's dying for all all humanity. And so in, in essence, he's saying not only to the people who put their trust in him, he's saying to everyone, um, he would like for us to have life and to have that more abundantly. Um, now, now the, the 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 benefits of that abundant life escape the per, the ones who have not put their trust in him. Um uh, and so, 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 what's what's this will make sense as I go along because there's there's benefits to being a member. So, so think about it from this perspective. Um, God has created a kingdom, um, and we we are His sons and daughters. Uh, his creation is His sons and daughters of the kingdom. So think about a kingdom. Um, and 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 before Adam uh, transgressed um, in in the beginning, think about this from that perspective. Before Adam transgressed in the beginning, the kingdom that God had created is is for all of humanity. It was supposed to be designed, and it is designed for all humanity to be members and of the fold uh, of the kingdom. This is before sin enters the world through the transgression of Adam. And so if 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 you can picture this in your mind, um, a kingdom in which God is the king and we are his sons and daughters and we have access to the kingdom and whatever the kingdom has and the resources that are available in the kingdom are available to us. And so as God would say to Adam and Eve in the garden, uh, or, or say to Adam, uh, Eve wasn't there yet, but to Adam, he says, it, it, he says, every tree that's in the midst of the garden, this is the, the garden is the kingdom. That, so every tree that's in the midst of the garden, you may eat of it freely. But then there's stipulations that God puts in the kingdom. He says, now this, the, to the one tree that's it, that, that, to the one tree that's in the midst of the garden, you should not eat of it. So for every tree that's in the garden, let me re-go re, re back over there because I said midst of the garden and that's not right. Um, so every tree that is in the garden, you may freely eat of it, except for the tree that's in the midst of the garden. So let's let's look at that so, so we can um, 
so that we can see that clearly. And because I've I've mentioned it in a couple of different ways and I want you to see it um, for how it is written. Um, We're going to go to Genesis chapter two. um, um, And we're going to kind of read. I'm looking here now in Genesis chapter two. um, And chapter two, verse 16. Um, let's start at verse 15 and this is how it reads this is King James Version and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it prior to this uh, verse 15 prior to this verse 15 is the creation of man and so that gives the account of how God created man and breathe into him the breath of life. And then now it goes on through, it talks about some other, how the, how the garden is constructed, how Eden is, how there's rivers that surround it, um, and, and different things like that. And then we get to verse number 15, where it says, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And now verse 16 says, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, God is giving, God has put him in Eden, the kingdom, in the garden to dress it and to keep it. Okay. And God, and then in verse 16, the, the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Verse 17 says, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die die that's used there is not the cessation of life but it is is a word that connotes separation and so to 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 commit the error of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil uh, and, and I'm glad that God brings me around to this to correct the language even I'm using as we're talking through this and so I'm saying I was saying the midst of the garden but the text literally says the tree of the knowledge of good and evil Um, And so it's very important to have that distinction, have that understanding, have that clarity and accuracy in it. And so, um, again, not scripted in what we do here. Uh, I know I know the the, the word uh, is in the text, the 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 the, um, uh, what I'm the the construction, the spirit of what I'm saying is in the text. Um, but it's very good for us to go back and read it so that we can have it right. So as we exegete through it and we talk through it, um, we have an accurate um, understanding and a, and, a, and a foundation to speak from as we go along here. So that's important. And that again, this is not scripted. We, we, we're just moving forward. So now I wanted to bring up this about Genesis chapter two, verse 16 and 17. Uh, because God has made this commandment and this is the kingdom. And so this Eden garden is a kingdom. We are our are, are sons and daughters in the kingdom and we have been given commandments in the kingdom to to keep it and to dress it, um, as the scripture says. Um, um, so 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 to what, I, what I'm speaking of. Uh, is is in verse 15 where he says and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it so we have that commandment to dress the kingdom and to keep the kingdom dress it and keep it 
we're not going to go into those words, um, um, to, to, or, or should we? Let's ch let's check it out. Let's look at the let's look at the concordance. Let's look at the concordance, and I'm gonna look at the reverse interlinear uh, of this word. And so to to dress it is the word abad abad. Uh, so to labor or to work it or to serve in it, uh, to till it, uh, to keep it. Uh, uh, and so it has that connotation to dress it, to keep it, this garden, to take care of it, okay? To take care of it, uh, to work in it, uh, um, to serve as subjects in it, uh, to serve in it, um, to work, to till it. This is the connotation of the word dress it that's used there, to dress it. And then to keep it, the word that's used there is sham, shamar, shamar, to, to keep or to guard or to observe or to give heed, to keep, uh, to have charge of. And so God gives man dominion in the earth. Okay. He gives man dominion in the earth. Uh, if we go back to Genesis chapter one, let's do that. Let's go to Genesis chapter one and let's go down. I think it's around verse 26. Uh, where God says, and let God, and, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image. This is verse 27. So God created man in his image, in his own image, in the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So, based upon that commandment in Genesis 1, chapter 26, is, chapters, I mean, verses 26 through 28 is what I was, what I was reading. Uh, when we go back to Genesis chapter 2, uh, where God is saying to man to dress it and to keep it, we understand uh, a little bit deeper um, what, what the words that are being used there. So, to dress it and to keep it. Uh, to dress it, to take care of it, to till it, to work in it, uh, uh, and then to keep it is to have charge over it, to guard it, to give heed, to be a watchman, to observe, to keep and to retain, uh, um, um, to celebrate, all those different things, to preserve and to protect. The, the, that's, what, that's what God has given us the charge of doing in the kingdom, okay? Now man transgresses, man, tra man transgresses, uh, because he eats of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which he was not supposed to eat of it. And when he eats of it, he surely separates. Okay, again, the word die that's used there is not the word cessation of life, but it is, it is the separation from. Okay, so now God, the God and man are separated to where then, to where then God asks this question in Genesis chapter three, in Genesis chapter three, um, uh, and I'll read um, uh, from the top, and we can kind of see how this has has has, has kind of fallen. So Genesis chapter three, um, verses one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman. 
This is the serpent saying unto the woman, Yea, have God said, now we have to, what we didn't finish reading in Genesis chapter 2 was the creation, what was the creation of woman. Uh, okay, so so at the end, as we go through Ch Genesis chapter 2, been going on from 16 and 17, where we're reading and continue reading out there, you'll see the creation of woman. And then you'll see uh, the, the man and the woman joining up. And, and you'll see the man saying, now this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Uh, okay, and so now, now we fast forward to Genesis chapter 3. And then we see in here uh, where we see the transgression of man, which causes for the separation of man to where God says to Adam, where art thou? Okay, so that where art thou is a reference to the fact that there was a connection between God and man. And now that connection, there's a chasm, there's a breach that has happened as a result of the transgression, which has separated God and man to where God asked the question to man, where art thou? Now, um, let's read this in Genesis chapter three, verse uh, one, and, and, then we'll, and, then we'll, and then we'll move on. Um, so now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, and this is the serpent saying unto the woman, yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Verse two, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse three, but the fruit of the tree, but the fruit of the, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. That's why I was getting that midst of the garden earlier. Verse three, going back to Genesis chapter three, verse three, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Verse four, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Verse five, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse six, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to, be, to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. In verse 8 now, and, uh, and they, that's man and woman, heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Verse number nine, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? So we'll stop there because that separation, that chasm causes for this question to be asked where God looks to man and asks, where art thou? Because they were connected. They were in, in unity, synchronized together, but because of the transgression, which which because of the sin, which introduced the transgression, which introduced, which introduced the separation, they are no longer connected. 
And now God has to is 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 working towards remedying this connection now that and what what happens as we go in terms of the remedy is is there is there is something that dies an innocent animal having not had any fault of its own for the transgression but the transgression of the man was imputed upon the innocent animal to give a sense of of atonement in a temporary sense for the man to be able to maintain the life and the living and so as as we go on throughout the bible what's in the script in the book of genesis it becomes as 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 an innocent animal and let's let's look at this as we go but what i was what i was wanting to say before before uh before we go on is that 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 this that this animal becomes the substitute that takes uh that takes um uh that takes the place of 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 what was what was supposed to be due to the man and 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 this innocent this innocent animal this innocent thing now has has shed its blood has had its blood shed to then cover and atone for man and so let's look at this um um well before i go on what i was going to say was that now what what we see as in the script not really a description of in the book of genesis becomes a full picture when we see jesus come onto the scene because now jesus is here in the Old Testament in this in this uh, in a shadow or in a type uh, he's here in the Old Testament as the one whose blood is innocently shed for the atonement or the covering of the sins of the guilty that's you and me we're the we, we have we have committed sins and acts uh, that that make us guilty, and as a result of that sin, it causes for us to be separated from God. But but Jesus has come that we may have life, and that we may have it more abundantly. We may have life. Life life is the ep- is the opposite of death. And so, the, and when God says, "And ye shall surely die." That's death entering the scene and separation. And as a separation, there is a there's a disconnect. And with the disconnect, there is no life. There is no there is no resources. There is no connection. There is no um, legal precedence. There is no there is no legal precedence. There is no legal or technical um, means wherewith you then have still access to that which is of the kingdom. All the trees that are in the, that are in the garden that God says that the man can eat of, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What I didn't say, which is appropriate to say now, is that when man transgresses, this is in the book of Genesis chapter three. You will see this when the man when the man transgresses, God kicks them out of the garden. So now what was now what was there? Um, uh, now that was there, what was there as a resource to be able to provide sustenance and sustaining for the man he no longer has access to, God puts him 
out of that garden uh, because because the, the penalty is to separate from the kingdom. So we lost our position and our role and our place in the kingdom and we lost the, the resources. We lost the connection to God. We lost the abundant life. We lost what he had for us to prepare for us. We lost our dominion. We lost our, our ability to subdue. We lost our control. We lost all of that. We lost the entire thing we in the entire kingdom when we separated from God as a result of the sin um, that man that mankind that man has 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 um has has acted as enacted as a result of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which God had given as an edict in the kingdom don't eat of that tree because if you do you you will surely die and you were surely separated. And so now man has separated. Okay. He's separated. He's lost all his resources. He's lost everything that God had for him. And God even put him out of Eden. Put him out of that kingdom. To then be on his own. And so now man is having to provide. And to do. And 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 what, what God has done. As a temporary means to to sustain is this innocent animal this innocent thing has died uh, in it in the place of man and now man has it, it goes on with life but there's an expiration to that um, and and then and then and then and then he's put out so the expiration to that life which he didn't surely die in terms of cessation of life but years later he did 900 or so odd years later he eventually died but there was there was there was in the original there wasn't a place of death in in Eden had he not transgressed he would have lived forever but because of the transgress, the wages of sin is death. And so now when we talk about death in terms of in terms of the cessation of life, that is the body and the spirit separating. OK, so the spirit of man, the spirit, which is man, separates from the body, which is the humus or the human uh, or the humus part or the dirt body. Um, um, and you see this separation in which the body ceases to live, but the man's spirit goes on. Okay, and 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 so now I want to I want to I want to I want to just look at that really quickly because um, uh, when we talk about man, I've talked about this in some of the other podcasts. If you go back and listen to those, when we talk about. Um, uh, this is training that I've received over the years. And so I'm regurgitating here something that I have learned uh, that man, when we talk about the word human, it's a two part word. Human is a two part word. It's made up of one part, which is humus. That means dirt uh, or dust. And then man, which means spirit. OK, and so a human is a spirit in a dirt body. And so when we talk about the separation of so when death or the death in terms of the cessation of life, we're talking about the, the man separating from the humus or the body or the dirt. Uh, and, and then the dirt then, then ceasing to live and have animation or have a life and the spirit has separated. OK, this is why. 
the body decomposes and in a decomposing in a decomposing state that's turning back to dust from which it ground because the Lord God formed man, the humus body of man. He formed that from the dust of the ground. And, uh, and, okay, and then he breathed into man his spirit, the breath of life, the breath of lives. That was spirit. He's, that's the life is in spirit, and he's and he's breathed that breath into the body. Okay, uh, and then the body then becomes animated with life because God breathes His spirit into His body. Okay, and then we go on like that. And so there, 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 those are just some important distinctions I want to bring up because as we go on here, what what Jesus is remedying, what he is remedying is this error that man has made. And now Jesus comes, the error that man has made is the transgression in the garden, which causes for there to be a separation, which causes there to be a loss of the kingdom and the resources and everything tied with it. Uh, and so and so Jesus is coming to remedy that and to and to close that gap forever, because through, through the years before there was an annual atoning of sins. And so every year there had to be some innocent animal that died or certain there were certain specifications of that particular animal that had to be sacrificed for the atonement of the people that allowed for them to live another year of life. Um, there were there were specifications. There were certain things that had to be followed. The, 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 the innocent animal that had to that had to die uh, in the place of, of of mankind to atone for man's sins for that year had certain specs. Had to be of a certain age. Had to be with no broken bones. Had to be with no spots or blemishes. And so those things are shadows of who Jesus is. We, it's not readily seen, but it's a but it's a shadow in the Old Testament in which the New Testament reveals in in deeper in 4K, if you will, in Jesus in bodily form, beca becoming the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Okay, uh, and and so that 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 reference to the, to the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, it's 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 better understood when you go back to the no to the Old Testament and you understand the scapegoat. And the scapegoat being the one that the high priest would lay his hands upon to impute the sins of the people upon the scapegoat. And then the scapegoat would run away into the wilderness, taking away the sins of the people. And so when Jesus comes on the scene and, and John, the, John uh, 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 references him. Uh, in, in, in the scriptures in the New Testament, John says, when he, when he looks up as he's baptizing, he looks up and he says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And so now John is speaking of the one who's been prophesied that would come. He was prophesied in the book of Genesis as well in chapter three, where the where where the where the where the where the where the um, uh, the 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 heel the heel of the of the uh, of the um, uh, I'm searching for it in in my thoughts 
um, and I'm actually looking in the scripture because I want to bring this up. There, there was a there was a reference uh, in the book of Genesis where God talks about and he prophesies the one that is coming. Yeah, in verse number 15. Sorry for the studying through that. But Genesis chapter three, verse number 15, where God says, uh, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And uh, it shall bruise thy head. And thou shalt bruise his heel and this this it shall bruise thy head it that's referred there that shall bruise thy head the, the it that is there is the seed of the woman shall bruise thy head which is the head of the serpent okay and thou thou the serpent shall bruise his heel uh, and, and so so the reference there even even in this the reference there of using the pronoun his speaks to something of a male nature that would that that whose whose heel would be bruised we don't know who that is but it becomes 4k clarity in the book and, and, and when we come to the new testament because the seed of the woman mary the, the, the Virgin Mary who births Jesus into the world through the through the Immaculate Conception. Uh, now, now that 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 seed that is birth of the woman is the one that bruises the head of the serpent that bruises the head of the serpent. And, and that bruising of the head of the serpent is when Jesus dies on the cross and bruises the head of the serpent because he because he takes and he and he completely eradicates the sins of the world and he completely he completely abolishes that which this which the enemy has done and he's in which in which the enemy has deceived the woman which ultimately gave to the man and the man transgressed it which caused for there to be an infraction which caused for there to be a separation it caused for there to be a break a breach a chasm and that separation or that death causes for man to be separated from from God and God is restoring that by striking down the 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 the, the works of the enemy and and totally abolishing that which the enemy has wrought through the deception of the woman ultimately who gave to the man to eat and the man transgressing the will of God and eating when he shouldn't have ate of it which caused for there to be a separation now that's being remedied by Jesus by, by taking upon himself that which was due unto the man and this 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 taking on of what was due to the man and ultimately dying in the place of man and then raising from the dead on the third day deals the ultimate blow to Satan because the, the scripture says, O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? That what, what the enemy was trying to do is to cause for there to be death.
and separation to separate God's creation from God himself. And then if separating God's creation from God himself causes for there to be no dominion of the creation in the earth and the spreading and the advancement and the keeping and the preserving of the earth for God with with God's word, God's kingdom being sustained by man because that was the, that was the edict that God had given. He was to dress it and to keep the land. Uh, and, and now now that has that was that was transgression, that transgression broke that uh, dominion. It broke that subduing uh, over all the things in the earth that man had. And now God is restoring that back through through the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, dying on the cross, being buried and rising from the dead. And in the rising of the dead, he deals the blow to Satan, where what Satan meant for evil, God has turned for good, that he saves much people alive. Because now that what the enemy tried to do in separating God, uh, from his creation, it has been completely remedied because what was justly due as a result of sin has been paid through the sacrifice and the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross. And so the wages of sin is death. And so that death has been imputed upon Jesus and he has in exchange gave us his life. And, and and what and and what was his he gave to us and what was ours we gave to him and ours which was justly due to us was death because of our sins and we in Jesus took that upon himself and died for us and paid the penalty for all mankind's sin this is why it's appropriate to worship God this is why it's appropriate to worship God okay and so now now when he rises from the dead he, he then restores to us that which was do, that which we had in the beginning, the rising from the dead and us putting our faith in him and, 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 in, and in that act, knowing that he died for us and confessing with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believing in our hearts that he rose from the dead. And the scripture says, if you if you do those things, you are saved. And in that salvation, we are being restored back to our rightful place of dominion, which we had in the beginning, but lost as a result of Adam transgressing. OK, so now. We're to, we're to this part of our of our dissertation, if you will, today to talk about the error of singular worship, because in, in to, to worshiping God uh, is is appropriate, as we have explained. Uh, but to only stay there and just simply worship and not going on to obtain the things and to advance in the things that God has us to do is where we error at because that's the error of singular worship or singularly worshiping only uh, because the other act of worship is obeying what God has called for us to do and that is to subdue and have dominion and 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 in in the world and he wants for us also in that subduing subduing that and having dominion subduing is a word that speaks to overcoming uh, 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 so to subdue, you actually have to go out. So now we bring into back into purview the context of kingdom to be subdued in a kingdom. The king would go out and take over additional territory and subdue. Uh, 
okay so this is this is the other act or the other part of our life as a believer in Jesus Christ not to singularly stop and only stay with worship where now we have to move beyond because the edict was to subdue and have dominion so in the subduing we are to be going forward of advancing and taking over territory as a king would do in a kingdom to advance and enlarge the kingdom because the glory of the king is the is the expansion of the kingdom so so he wants us god wants us to expand because he told us to subdue he said make us we made he made god in his in it, he made us in his image and he and he told us to subdue and have dominion over the fish in the sea and the fowl in the air and over every creepy thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. And and so we we are to subdue and have dominion over everything in the earth. Okay. It started with Eden, but the design was to expand that all throughout the land to keep and to till and to preserve that and to maintain that throughout all the land because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein the scriptures say and so and so to stay only with this hypersensitive and hyper focus on simply worshiping is an error because we should not only be worshiping and remembering and 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 being cognizant of the grace that has been extended to us through the through Jesus Christ it taking upon himself what is justly due for us and then taking it upon himself and dying in our place and then ultimately rising from the dead that we may have life. He says not only should we have life, but we should have life more abundantly. And that more abundant life is the expansion, the going forward, the subduing and the dominion. We're to have that abundant life. And not only stay with the singular worship. Okay. And so uh, I want to expand this a little bit more on that. Because uh, uh, I want to be clear in what I'm, what I'm meaning by this singular worship. And I want to give kind of an example. This is an example that I gave uh, as I was in conversation with some people about this thought. Um, imagine Jesus uh, taking us. Um, because he wants to restore to us that which, which which we had in the very beginning. Now he's saying to us, hey, I have this bank account. Just think of it along these terms. I have this bank account. This bank account is full of resources. These resources are your resources. Your name is on the account. Okay. I, I, I'm, or he's taken us to put, to put our name on the account so we can then access the resources or the abundance that's there. This is the abundant life to access the resources to then be able to then go forward and expand the kingdom. Right. Uh, we need the resources for the expansion of the kingdom. But what happens is with this hypersensitivity or this hyper focus on simply just worshiping God is that we leave the we leave the resources in place in the bank, never accessing the resources. And God is saying, I've come that you may have life. 
and it more abundantly. I came to you may have life because you had death before. So I came so that I may die for you. And then as a result of me dying for you and rising from the dead, I give I'm giving life to you. So I am come that you may have life. And then beyond just having life, I want you to have abundant and abundancy in that life. So I am come that ye, the enemy come cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's why he came in Genesis three. He was coming to steal and to kill and to destroy. But God says I had a remedy for that. I come in the volume of the book that is written of me. Jesus Christ came and he's come that we may have a life restoring back what what we had we had death and now he's taken death put it upon himself died in our place rose from the dead and then as a result of that he is wanting to impute life back upon us and the the in order to gain that life to gain that life we have to confess with our mouth the lord jesus and believe in our heart he is risen from the dead and as a result of that, we are saved. That salvation is, is, is a rekindling of life. And so he says, I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Okay. So now the abundant life is him wanting to take us into the bank and put our name on the account so that we can then access the resources that he has made available for us. But what we do is we apprehend Jesus at the door of the bank and simply all we want to do is worship. And Jesus is saying, I understand that and I understand. I see your heart. I see your authenticity and worship and it is appropriate. So thank, thank you. And, and it is appropriate to do that because you always have to remember who your source of life is, who your source of strength is and what he has done for you that you're always thankful and you're never and you're never unthankful or taking for granted the things that Jesus has done so it's very appropriate to worship uh, and to praise him and to give thanks unto his name and to remember the things that he has done and recount the stories of the things he's done and to and to articulate your testimony to others of the things that God has done and how good he has been the scriptures say oh that men would praise him for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of man it is completely appropriate to worship God and to praise him and to give him the glory and to acknowledge him in all thy ways uh, it is completely appropriate uh, what 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 is what is then even uh, beyond that is to then also expand his kingdom access the resources and expand his kingdom so we have to move beyond singular worship only to then now carrying out the other aspects of the edict which was to subdue and to have dominion and so we need the resources in order to do that and so we have to go in access then not restrain Jesus at the door uh, and simply worship but to allow him to take us in and to take us to and put our name upon and to show us how to access the resources and how to move forward and subdue and to and to, and to, and to uh, have dominion in the land. And so we have to move forward in that beyond simply just worshiping him in this singular fashion. And so with all that is to say, we don't as we especially uh, in, in, in this new year, and I'm not so focused on the January one 
uh, uh, new year uh, as I am on uh, really just highlighting the fact that uh, that the, 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 the next 365 days should not be like the, the ones before because we should be advancing and we should be subduing and having dominion. We should be accessing the resources and living the abundant life that God has made available to us. Because what would it be? What disservice would it be? What dishonor would it be for God to give us the keys to the kingdom and we never take hold of those keys and use them for the things he wanted us to use them for, which is expanding his kingdom, subduing and have dominion and going forth. What what good would that be for him to die and to and to put his life on the line for us to have this abundant life? And all we ever do is just simply singular stop and just worship him. And, and, and that's all we ever do. And he has made all these other things available to you. It's it's just it's it's it will be a waste. It will be a waste of what he did. Uh, it's almost like even in this day and time now for for especially for African-Americans who who didn't have a right to vote. Uh, uh, then having then having others who have advanced through civil rights movements and and through and through many different trials and tribulations to garner the right to vote. African-Americans to then for us to then have the right to vote and then don't go and vote that what disservice would that be for all those that went before us fighting for the ability to have the right to vote and now we have the right to vote and we never go out and vote that would be a complete disservice what that would have been that that was to say that is to spit in the face of them to say that their deaths uh, and their work and what they strove for and what they endured for us was completely in vain uh, it, 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 because the, the, who, who it was meant for is not even enacting the rights and the privileges that have been afforded to them through what was gained through the victories that those individuals won uh, for us. And so all that is to say, what, 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 what disservice would it be for us to not go forward and obtain the land and subdue and expand God's kingdom, access the resources in, in order to do those things? Um, um, by sitting back and just simply just doing nothing, uh, but singularly just worshiping God. Okay. Uh, and so I uh, just wanted to just come on and just kind of talk through that because it's just something that, uh, that, that, that should be on your hearts and on your minds uh, as we move forward in the days ahead. That there, that beyond the worship of God, uh, and, which is completely appropriate and we should do, God is wanting us to have abundant life. And wanting us to move forward uh, in advancing his agenda, his kingdom, his 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 edicts, his will in the earth um, so that all uh, uh, would have the opportunity to be exposed to the gospel uh, and be restored. And ultimately having uh, making the decision to put their lives, give their lives to Jesus, and then in giving their lives to Jesus, being restored back, uh, having restored back to them their kingdom, the kingdom that was that was that was theirs that God had given them um, and it given us in the very beginning. Um, so um, that's all I really wanted to share on today. I just kind of wanted to just go through um, those thoughts 
um, and, and then just leave those with you. But we don't want to close out without giving the opportunity for individuals who have not put their trust in Jesus Christ uh, to do that. Um, because um, you, you are operating in a world outside of the kingdom and the resources that, are, that, that could be available to you if you uh, put your life in, into the hands of Jesus Christ. And so we talked about it a little bit as we went through the dissertation, if you will, the podcast recording earlier uh, to talk through um, um, the sacrifice that was made. Um, the, the, the one Jesus Christ who took upon himself our sins uh, and then put, imputed upon us his life and his abundancy in life that we may live and go forward. And so uh, 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 we talked about also the scripture that says, if thou confess in thy, mouth, in thy mouth, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he is risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so Jesus uh, wants us to give you that opportunity on today if you haven't put your trust in Jesus Christ to do that uh, and, and in order to do that uh, all you have to do is believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus is who he is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he that he died and rose from the grave uh, on the third day and in upon that confession you are saved uh, and so you just have to understand the fact that Jesus has has substituted himself in your place and in my place to take upon himself the sin, the penalty of the sins that we have committed. There is a penalty. The wages of sin is death. There is a penalty for sins. And those sins have then been imputed upon Jesus Christ who died in our place. Uh, and, and then rose from the grave on the third day. Uh, and, and if you believe that, the scriptures say you are saved. And that, in that salvation, it gives you the access and the ability to reconnect uh, with the kingdom of God. Reconnect with God and with his kingdom uh, and the resources that are available there to you. Amen. Um, so as we close out, I just want to uh, just uh, just say thank you uh, uh, for listening. Uh, thank you for for uh, putting your your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, and let me just pray uh, for you as we close out uh, and then uh, check out the rest of the podcast uh, installments that are in the library. I think there's a plethora of tools and resources uh, that will speak to you as you move forward uh, in the days ahead. Father God, I just want to thank you for these, uh, your people, your listeners. Uh, we thank you for those that have put their trust and their faith in you. Uh, already and thank you for those that was upon hearing uh, this word articulated uh, that they put their faith and their trust in you uh, and we just thank you for that uh, we, we pray father that their uh, minds would be renewed their hearts would be healed uh, that, that their uh, that their uh, abundant life would be restored uh, and all, everything is just uh, that you have uh, provided for them that they will be able to obtain and they will move on beyond just simply worshiping you to then obtaining the, the, the access to the resources and the abundance and the abundant life uh, that you desire for us to live out and to have. And so I thank you for all of that uh, and, uh, for all those that are listening and upon uh, myself and my wife. Uh, and we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.